Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kay Dominique. I'm back with another episode of Speaker Box Radio, your weekly dose of all things music, culture, and entertainment, and anything else in between. And this week, uh, we're covering yoga. We're going to talk to um, a yoga teacher and slash activist, slash healer, slash spiritual guide. I don't know, but she practices Kundalini yoga. And she'll be joining us today and uh, telling us the benefits of this particular yoga that she does and enlighten us and sort of correct some misconceptions that people tend to have about the practice of yoga and whatever else may come up in this week's episode. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to Siri. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, my name is Siri Avtar. And like Kristen was saying, I'm a Kundalini Yoga teacher. I practiced Kundalini Yoga for quite a while. Uh, my journey started in around 2000, and I started practicing yoga. And um, I teach Kundalini Yoga, and I also am a yoga activist teacher trainer. And that uh, allows people, when I train people, it allows people to teach yoga to youth women and communities of color that's awesome how did you get started okay well that's a good good story (laughs) but actually how I got started was um I was a gymnast so I'll go back a little bit further okay um yeah let's talk a little bit about you okay we'll get back into the whole thing about yoga specifically yeah whatever just to give people an idea of who you who you are sure okay well I used to be a gymnast um, I started gymnastics when I was really young, when I was four, and um, I retired from gymnastics when I was 17. Okay. And uh, so I was really active. And um, from there, when I had my first child, my son, um, so I had him with 18, going on 19. Okay. And um, when he was first born, I was just up really early hours of the morning nursing him right right so like three four five in the morning and i was watching tv one time and i seen yoga on tv but when i was watching it i was i had this idea i was like oh that i could do that i i was, I was a gymnast for right several years right so easy you know I, I could do this but then when i actually tried it it created this actual shift in me that was more than just this ego idea yeah. I had about just like doing the Good. postures and right. movements and all of this kind of stuff it was more than the physical. Yeah. And it became really um, an instrument for mental health and emotional health. And it actually transformed my life, especially when I started practicing Kundalini Yoga. Right. So what is what is Kundalini Yoga specifically? Okay, so Kundalini Yoga, it has uh, many types of yoga within it. But really, um, it's known as the yoga of awareness because it really works quickly mm-hmm. to heighten your awareness. Okay. And really what it is, is, um, is introduced, especially like the master of Kundalini Yoga has introduced it as householder's yoga. Okay. So meaning that it's the yoga for us. Mm-hmm. It's not the type of yoga that um, was designed for you to go away into a cave yeah. around water and right. around in seclusion for... 30 years right and to practice yoga mm-hmm. on your own it was actually designed for us in these times okay. so that it could work for you right now okay so that's the distinct difference right 
when when you see kundalini yoga when you practice it Mm -hmm. it works very quickly and so when you see it you'll see the very vigorous movement and very vigorous breath and that's what the why it's designed in that way the vigorous movement and breath is designed to actually shift you quickly okay so the contrast to like or the difference with other types of yoga like hatha yoga for example like we talked about that earlier where you do uh, postures and you like static postures and you stay in them for a long period of time and then you breathe long and deep there's some hatha yoga in kundalini yoga but that hatha yoga is designed and it's a more of the popular type of yoga right but it's designed to work over a longer period of time okay gradually right so you can kind of go at your own pace right but it works over years right okay you, do you see what i mean yeah. like it, it kind of like gradually works so um it works in a slower pace but okay. kundalini yoga when you practice it you feel the effects even sometimes as quick as three minutes mm-hmm. like with the powerful breath and the powerful movements so that's right. the difference with that okay and how old is this uh particular practice of yoga in comparison um, to like any other ones because you said that yeah. it was designed more for I guess quote-unquote modern times I guess for the working man or woman well it's not okay so it's not designed for us for modern times okay but it is more fitting right for us lifestyle. right mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll explain things about um I'll explain about um Yogi Bhajan again okay. because Yogi Bhajan he also the master of Kundalini Yoga he also was a master of Hatha Yoga okay so when he first came here he was just like okay um, he was teaching Kundalini Yoga but a lot of people were like why are you teaching this we don't know what this is it's not popular why don't you right. teach Hatha Yoga but then he explained that this type of yoga will work for us that's why he's introducing this right so kundalini yoga is still very ancient as well just like hatha yoga is ancient or other types of yoga because there's many types of many paths of yoga yeah yeah so kundalini yoga is ancient as well yeah so (laughs) sorry guys i'm just trying not to uh choke but i'm gonna cough right now so i apologize okay sorry about that but yeah um because I know there's a, there was a type of yoga that I was looking into. I cannot remember the name because I'm a very lazy, um, I guess, yoga enthusiast. Um, I, I enjoy learning about, you know, yoga. And the time that I do tend to do a short practice when I follow along a video that I find on YouTube or something. Or even just when I spend, like, you know, five minutes when I get up to just stretch just to kind of, you know, loosen up my body and open up, you know, certain... Um, channels and stuff like that I feel really good about it but I remember there was one where you know you have to you were required to if you wanted to get the full benefits of this to um you know basically shift your whole lifestyle like you had to eat like a plant-based diet and do certain things and and things like that is that do you require that type of discipline to practice kundalini yoga as well or is it just up to you kundalini yoga has a lifestyle that comes with it okay but there's no no rules set in stone mm-hmm. and it's one of those types of yoga uh, paths um, where it's nothing that it's something that you can go at your own pace go do do what you're comfortable with you know you can wear your kundalini whites because um, there's a, a science to everything okay. in kundalini yoga so you can wear your 
kundalini whites, you could wear a turban, which is all beneficial. So it's like even the a plant-based diet is beneficial in this in all paths of yoga. Right. Like a lot of I think all paths of yoga explain that being vegetarian is helpful for being a yogi. And the reason why is because it takes a lot of energy to digest food. And so when you have a plant-based diet, it di- the energy, there's not as much energy to digest the food so that right. there's more energy to do yoga. Right. That's the whole purpose of it. makes sense because, I mean, when you eat, um, like, heavy foods like meats, I know your body works it takes overtime, a lot overtime to break that down. Right. So that makes a lot of sense, actually. Right. So. And then it's like, so it's, since, a, since it's a cleaner diet, it's also, and also kinder as well. Right. That's another reason, mm-hmm. um, kinder to the earth also consideration of all life right but at the same time it's um anything that we we suggest when it comes to the lifestyle of kundalini yoga is not something that's like so set in stone that right. it's like you have to do this you have to do that you have to do this but it's suggested sometimes it's even strongly um suggested, suggested yeah. just because then you can get the full benefits right of the whole lifestyle Right. Okay, let's talk about, about uh, some of the benefits of yoga. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people, um, I don't think they, they're aware of how much it can do for you, not only on a spiritual level or like a mental level or even a physical level. I don't think some people understand just, you know, um, how great it is to, to, to practice yoga, whatever specific type for yourself, because, um, you know, a lot of people I talk to that aren't familiar with, with yoga, they just assume that they got to bend in weird shapes right. or, you know, they say, oh, I'm not flexible. And, you know, but from what I know, and you can probably explain it better, is that it's not necessarily, you have to be able to put your feet over your head. Exactly. So. Well, in Kundalini Yoga, especially, we don't emphasize the perfection of your postures, of your body. And we don't expect you to bend up in a pretzel and do anything like right. that. But the other thing too that people misunderstand is that you're not expected to be this advanced student the first day you start doing yoga. Right. It's just like riding a bike. We don't mm-hmm. expect you to like if you never have rode ridden rode a bike before. Right. Rode a bike before. Mm-hmm. Then we don't expect you to just be able to just jump on it and go. Right. right? It's like one of those things where you learn you take your time you graduate right right? but in kundalini yoga especially we don't expect you to have perfection Mm -hmm. in flexibility or your your body image or anything like that the purpose of our movements in kundalini yoga and the breath is it's all about a science right so when your body is in a particular angle or it's moving in a particular way in sync with your breath then it has a particular benefit right right so some benefits are there's so many benefits but really it can help to heal you in so many ways it can help to work on energy centers in your body which is a little bit more getting into more metaphysical stuff right but people call that chakras, right? Right. Energy centers. Anyway, there's also breathing techniques that just helps with anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's a common thing we deal with. Yeah. Helps um, with depression. It helps with focus. Because as much as things seem to get complicated, yeah. for example, with mental health, yeah. 
we could really strip it down, strip down the layers and know that it's really so simple as if we were to work with our breath, it helps you to have mental focus. Yeah. So your mind's not scattered all over the place. And because when your mind is scattered all over the place, it actually contributes to um, to other issues like right. bipolar, um, that, depression, that makes a lot disorder. Of sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. And I mean, I when I was like really stressed out, I would you know like get anxiety and things like that, and I would just take a moment to just take a couple deep breaths just to kind of calm my mind a little bit, and it actually it does work. And this is why I'm such a strong believer in, I mean, I've always been um, a big believer in natural remedies and and, um, and things like that uh, over, you know, medicating and, and stuff like that. And I can thank my mom for that because we grew up, you know, you know drinking herbs and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, the reason why I'm such an advocate for this stuff is because I know it works from personal right, experience, right. you know, like... Um, and people often feel, and I know I used to think about this too when I was when I was younger, that I would have to carve out like an hour a day to do this, or like I have to be a complete, like you said, seclusion and quiet, right. and like you know have to have like the right lighting and like all kinds of craziness. And I was just like, that's just too much. I can't fit that in with my schedule. But it's really easy. You can do, like I said, like I start my mornings. You know, if I don't have the time, I just spend a couple minutes just just doing basic stretches, you know, like the, uh, what do you call it? Um, like a forward fold or like okay. things like that. Just mm-hmm. sort of like, cause you know, when you're in a sleeping position, you get kind of stiff and just doing that for like two minutes, it really just invigorates me and it starts my days. Like I feel great, you know, right. coming out of my, coming out of my room in the morning versus on days that I don't do that, you know, I feel very, you know, heavy and and things like that. And it could just be a mental thing. It could just be me telling me that. But I mean, I, I noticed the difference between the time, the between the days that I do take time to, to you know, kind of, you know, do the breathing and sort of like set the tone for the day, you know, versus when I don't. Right. And yeah, that's, that's the thing. You don't have to start off with doing a full mm-hmm. yoga practice. But like I was explaining earlier, Kundalini yoga could work as fast as three minutes right right so you can even just do one breathing technique yeah for a few minutes and you get the benefits so like you're saying for stress right uh breathing technique for stress and it's that's the thing like what you said we don't have to go into seclusion we don't have to go into a closet we don't have to (laughs) we don't have to hide away to make sure like i mean i do yoga around my baby all the time and there's always things going around going on around me and i'm doing yoga right. you know but um, one breathing technique for that is breathing in through your nose mm-hmm. out through your mouth in through your mouth out through your nose and yeah. you do that for three minutes and you will definitely get the benefits just help you to distress mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. so things like that are like little techniques that you won't think you're doing yoga but you're doing yoga because mm-hmm. yoga actually what it means is union mm-hmm. it's so it's all about life right it's not really this separate entity or element mm-hmm. or some other practice that we just do on the mat and then we leave it on the mat right. and then we go back to our regular lives it's actually very it can be very natural mm-hmm. so i know when people expect that they have to do something extra fancy or they have to have a extra like it's a whole ritualistic yes thing. exactly yeah. it's really not in that it's really not like that but it could become that mm-hmm. 
depending on what you uh, how your uh, your practice grows right because I like to say yoga is a practice of self-love so the more that you find that you're doing yoga and that is helping you to grow more into yourself is helping you to love yourself more is helping you to heal you're seeing those benefits you're right. getting those benefits you're going to want to do it more exactly and a lot of it is just about uh, listening to your body absolutely you know I mean? so absolutely. like when you're doing i know for me like there's certain poses that i try to do and i'm like that's oh, hurting a little bit maybe i shouldn't put like you know bend so like forward or whatever it's really about listening to your body and moving at your own pace at what you're comfortable with like you're not supposed to be um you know like tensing up or like nothing's supposed to hurt when you're doing yoga you know right i think i think um we also in our society we have to we have to take that into account when we look at the images of what yoga is we see it on social media we see that i call them fogies (laughs) on instagram you know they're bending up and they're like how the hell did they get their leg up there right Right? exactly okay that's not really yoga that's them after like a thousand different efforts right a a thousand different angles and a thousand different shots finally getting their leg up there i remember a couple years ago I don't know what everyone's obsession was about doing headstands and handstands. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that. There was like an influx of people posting videos and images of them just okay. doing that. Okay. Like there's never, and the thing is, is like these are people that, they're probably, like they're big, big into fitness. So like they worked out a lot and stuff like that. But I never saw them practicing yoga. But all of a sudden they're posting videos of right. them doing headstands and handstands. Exactly. And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. But like, are you really getting the benefits of what this is supposed to be doing for your body? Aside from just you know using your upper body strength to hold your weight right i think that's what a lot of people were using it for but i found it interesting because i just noticed it a couple years ago that a few people that i followed on instagram um like fitness um fitness people and they were just doing these things but if you look at the rest of their their feed there's nothing else that shows you how yoga is intertwined into their into their life so so there's a lot of fogies out there yeah pretty much (laughs) but then also i think that it also sets a tone for what we think yoga should be right this is how flexible i should look mm-hmm. because this person on instagram looks like looks this that or flexible. Doing, yeah looks like they're doing yoga so right. i think that's the yoga i should be doing yeah right so we have to also take into account like in society just our our mindset is very much about goals mm-hmm. we're very much about like goal oriented we're very much about an ambition when it right. comes to achievement but on that note, though, I find in our society in general, people tend to, they're very goal-oriented, but I think people are more focused on the end result yeah, exactly. versus what the yeah. progress was right. to get there. The journey. You know Exactly. I mean? So when, when it comes to that, it's like, okay, so my ego is telling me I should be looking like this when I'm doing yoga. My ego, ego tells me I should be this flexible. So I'm going to push myself to be that flexible it's like you're in competition with yourself exactly. sometimes even when you see going on mainstream yoga classes yeah. there, there's that competition with the other person yeah. to make sure that you're doing you're just as advanced as what they're doing yeah like why compare, is my downward dog comparing, you know yeah like is as triangular as that person it's that's like, it like like right. same shit like that but then the whole thing is that it's so much of the whole real yoga is about going inward Mm -hmm. it's not about looking outside of yourself or going outward right so 
it's really not about comparison at all. Really, what it is is a reflection. So we are like we do deal with our ego. Our ego is never going to go away. Right. We regardless. A lot of people think yoga is about being egoless. Yeah. We can never do that. Yeah. There's a purpose for the ego. We can just exactly. have a healthy ego or an unhealthy ego. So when you have a healthy ego in yoga, it's like you're you're also aware that it's there and you're working with your ego. Your ego is your friend. Right. Your your mind is your friend. Right. You know you're really working to everything to get with everything your your spirit you're working with your mind so well you said it like it's union so it's all those that's things it. coming together that's to it. create this one beautiful you know outcome for yourself i don't know how to explain that but yeah it's just a collective of different and it's in the moment yourself like you right. said right yeah. so it's like not really necessarily about the end goal but it's exactly about being the being in the exactly. moment present with yourself right in this moment right so on a general, on a general, um, I guess, look at things. Do you feel that Westerners, because obviously the yoga, the practice of yoga is ancient, ancient yeah, from the East, right? Um, do you think as Westerners are really truly getting the benefits of yoga? Because I know we were talking about it earlier, and um, you know, there's classes out there or workshops and stuff for yoga classes, like you know, yoga and wine or <laughs> yoga and yoga, dogs. or yeah, yoga <laughs> with dogs and like things like that. And it's just like. You know, for me, when I saw that, it sort of annoyed me a little bit because the way I look at yoga, you can practice with other people, but I find it's a very personal thing. Like, I find it's something that you do for yourself, by yourself, um, with limited distractions or just extra, you know, foolishness. Because for me, I feel like because it's such a mind-body connection, I mean, playing, you know, heavy metal music in the background isn't really going to help you get that effect you know what i mean right i think that it plays in your own a lot of people try to infuse their personality into yoga because again there's a misinterpretation that yoga is a certain way mm-hmm. and that's what you have to be right is it am i making sense that yeah. you have to to be a yogi mm-hmm. means you have to be a b c d right like i think a lot of people right. they feel so, that you know you know people who are yogis or if you want to be a yogi you got to be vegan you got to you right, know right. um be a tree hugger quote unquote you know what I mean? you have you to gotta, be at peace <laughs> at all times you can yeah. never freak out right you can never curse no. you can you know, you always have to be looking for the new turban in yes, town. Right. You know, eating granola. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you're carrying your yoga mat. Yeah, and talking yeah. in this calm manner, like this right. all the time. Like nothing ever bothers you and you can't get upset. Like, you know, like right. it's so funny. I, I try to convince a friend of mine to take yoga because um, he always complains about like backache and stuff. So I told him that can help some of the poses could really help um, with that because a lot of it could just be muscle stiffness because a lot of us spend you know for work we spend a lot of time sitting which is terrible for the body uh, long prolonged uh, like hours of sitting and stuff like that and he said to me she's like oh i don't know he's like last time i did yoga i fell asleep he's like uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like well that's supposed to do it's supposed to relax you i guess it really but- is so i think that um you, you said a lot of things there was one thing you said earlier just about the feeling like yoga is a very personal practice and yes yeah. it is and the funny thing too is that I noticed with a lot of women of color, mm-hmm. they're very self-conscious about having doing yoga around people. 
and I didn't really realize that until later, right. later on. So it's like the always ask for private classes. Mm -hmm. But then it, it was very understandable because right. then also they wanted to have yoga for a specific purpose mm -hmm. of whatever it is they're dealing with in the life at the time. Yeah. But um, eventually it can become something where you can be with others yeah. and not have to be concerned about right. what they're doing and you're not comparing yourself to them mm -hmm. and your mind in your business right. and their mind in their business exactly, yeah. and it becomes like a collective consciousness yeah. as well yeah. so it could be both things mm -hmm. like I mean I do yoga on my own all the time but I've also done yoga in a class with collective right. consciousness as well and even again when I was talking about Yogi Bhajan he even said as well you know when you um, tune in in the beginning of Kundalini Yoga to visualize yourself tuning in or chanting right. with hundreds and thousands of kundalini yogis yeah. with you yeah so it kind of expands you you know so that because sometimes we get so isolated mm -hmm. and caught up in me 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 mm -hmm. that we feel like we are the only ones going through these specific things right and then so we are the only ones that want to do it on our we want to be alone right and then work through it alone mm -hmm. but sometimes when we come out of our shell a little bit, we can understand almost everybody is dealing with the same, same issues. Yeah. We're all human. It kind of goes back to like, you know, I guess just to kind of simplify what you're saying in case some people don't understand it. But like when you're in class, you know, you're in school and the teacher's explaining something and then, you know, they, she asks if anybody doesn't understand anything or if anybody has any questions, nobody puts up their hand because everyone's so self-conscious about, you know, looking stupid or sounding mm -hmm. stupid mm -hmm. until one person, they ask the question and it ends up being the same question that you had, but you just didn't want to, you know, express it in fear of looking stupid. And I think in our society, you know, that's a lot of what holds us back from doing things collectively is because we have that fear of looking stupid or, um, you know, failing or not getting it right. Or looking different. Or looking different, you know, because like you said. Not, not fitting in. Right. And like you said, you know, people have this idea that yoga has to be a, a specific thing, but that can also play into just how society, you know, perpetuates some some, um, some stereotypes for us that you got to live your life a certain way. Be in a box. Be in a box, yeah. Like if you don't attain a certain level of success, then you're not successful mm -hmm. or, you know, you're not a contributing person to society. Like for example, you know, we've been led to believe that we need to, you know, finish school at a certain age, get married at a certain age, you know, buy a house at a certain age. So I think we kind of get trapped, like you said, in those boxes. Yeah. And um, the same can be said for yoga because a lot of people that I talk to that I try to that I try to say, you know, give yoga a shot, put that into your daily routine. Like you don't have to do it every day, but even if you just incorporate it, you'll see how beneficial it is. You know, they always say like, oh, well, I'm not this. And like, you know, I'm not flexible and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I think a lot of that in a Western society, I think holds us back from um, benefiting from a lot of what the East, what we can learn from the East. And this, you know, goes, this can extend to like Chinese medicine or even like, you know, going back to um, like our ancestors, you know, like. I agree. I, well, the so. thing is that, yeah, I was gonna just say that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. When we go back ancestrally, this yoga is in our blood mm -hmm. because it's our ancestors that carry this practice. Right. So as much as we say in the East, it didn't just start in India. No, it actually migrated. Yeah. Even through Africa. Right. So our ancestors, like that's the thing. 
you know, especially people of color, they're like, this isn't for me. Right. Because and I was actually going to ask you about that. How, like about, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I don't want to lose my thought. Um, I noticed because you look around and yoga is heavily practiced by people like white people. Yeah. Um, and I always found it curious why there aren't more people of color in the forefront for the face of yoga. Because whenever you think about yoga, people automatically think of, you know, Becky with the blonde ponytail and her yoga mat under her arm with her green juice, you know, going to, you know, Absolutely. But, you know I don't mean to like sound stereotypical, but that's basically that the Western image. That is the Western image that people have of yoga here in North America. So um, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts as to why you think people more, more people of color aren't um, sort of, you know, pushing it or sort of um, including it into their life. Do you feel it's because that they that there aren't enough spaces created for that practice, or they feel like it's not for them, or you know, they've sort of been um, made or led to believe by mainstream media that it is a predominantly white thing, right? You know, well, when it came to the West, right? Mm-hmm. When we go back, there were, the majority of people that adopted this practice were not of color, right? And so I think that it really that's the thing. It even doesn't just reflect on yoga but just other aspects of society and life in general right. mm-hmm. that in like in the west or in our society things are predominantly white mm-hmm. we're dealing with that kind of oppression yeah so it obviously has reflected on yoga and the world of yoga and mainstream yoga where it's predominantly white so there are some pioneers that have pushed to bring yoga to and to make it diverse mm-hmm. and to have yoga for diversity and to make it fit for us. Um, Krishna Kar, she started International Association for Black Yoga Teachers. Um, there's also other teachers that have retreats for women of color, for black women. Um, I do the yoga activist training, like I explained before, yeah. and that my purpose of that is to train more teachers of color and then also to bring it to our communities because where is there a yoga center or a yoga studio in the hood yeah is there one not that i know (laughs) right so when you're saying about access or accessibility we're not really getting um that opportunity right so i think that there it would help to just continue to spread that awareness right that yoga isn't just one dimensional mm-hmm. and for one type of person right and for one type of market mm-hmm. or one type of world right but it could be for everybody yeah. because really it belongs, but it is for everybody it belongs to us though yeah because we our ancestors are the ones that carried it mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not for anybody else. Right. I'm just saying yeah. that where this, this practice belongs to us as well mm-hmm. because we are the carriers of this practice. Yeah. So, um... Not yoga for beer, though. Not yoga with beer. Or not yoga with two. Yeah. Nothing no. else like that. Like, that's more of the commercialized type of yoga. Well, that's what I'm that. saying. The mainstream, the mainstream image that people have of you know that that's out there for for yoga it's really kind of watering it down or kind of stripping it away from what it's truly supposed to be for the human body yeah and they're trying to make it okay but so, it's all like harry potter yoga and stuff like right. that and i'm just like what do you dress up in capes and you wave 
you know, wands around when you're stretching. Exactly, because when it first came to the West, it was actually introduced as fitness. So they tried to make it into that mold. Mm -hmm. Again, like putting it in a box. So they took, right. they took out the spiritual aspects, the spiritual teachings, mm -hmm. the um, metaphysical teachings that had anything to do with yoga. Right. And they just wanted to uh, present the physical. Yeah. Right? And then now that we're in this different age mm -hmm. and we're waking up more spiritually, yeah. now it's like we're starting to see the more authentic, authentic aspects of yoga, yeah. which is everything the spiritual, the mental, emotional, the yeah. soul and of yoga. To kind of build on that uh, point that you said about, you know, we're in this age where everyone's sort of waking up. Um, I think, you know, turning to a spiritual practice in these times that are so chaotic because we are in this weird transitional period, you know, um, everyone's sort of like knocking down these walls, these boxes, you know, that society has built around us. Um, I think it's another great way for you to sort of unplug and sort of decompress and kind of keep yourself sane. You know, hearing you know from hearing all these things that are happening around us in our communities, you know, across the border, across the globe, you know, shit. like with all this political, you know, shit. Like for example, like what's happening in the states, you know, with the, yeah. the whole racial divide and all that. You know, um, talk about um, the police brutality. So. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, this is the time right now where I think a lot of young people, you know, uh, can benefit from it because it is very stressful times i mean you can't open up your phone and go on facebook or instagram without seeing at least one story about someone getting shot or um you know political unrest in whatever country or world war three looming it's a it's a heavy it's a heavy load to we're bear. in heavy times definitely we're in very heavy times but the thing is too that i think there's the perception that yoga is so different than who the majority of who we are mm -hmm. as in, a, in society right so when you're saying turn to a spiritual practice did you say turn to a spiritual practice or, or to spiritual teachings or something like that yeah something along those lines i like to see it as it being something that's already in us mm -hmm. that we're awakening to or that right. we're already blossoming to and that it's something that's allowing us to tap into who we already are and to help us to grow and be our more authentic selves. Right. Do you, do you know what no, I'm saying? No, I hear what you're saying. Because sometimes we view yoga as something that changes us. Mm -hmm. But I like to see it as something that makes us more of ourselves. So the spiritual teachings are meant to serve you. It's not something that's meant to be pushed down your throat. Right. And or in your face yeah. or you need to be like this and need to be like that and this is what this teaching is and this spiritual text says this mm -hmm. um, so you should live by that it's more of a I like to see it as more of an organic process right. that the more that you do yoga and the more you do meditation and you do your breathing techniques the more that you start to heal and have an unfolding and of who you are and start to get to learn learn who you are right and even it could be something as simple as just acceptance mm -hmm. 
it's instead of expecting us like we were talking about being in a box right expecting us to have one image in life or a certain kind of lifestyle or to be doing this by a certain age mm-hmm. and to have this by a certain age it can we can go through our own internal journey right and just accept where we are in this moment regardless of what path of life we're on and mm-hmm. what what we're eating what we're doing regardless of any right. of that we could just be doing yoga in this moment and it helps us to unfold and to say hey you know like you know what like i don't think that smoking is serving me right when you see that it's not serving you like i like i smoke a pack a day that's this obviously i've been wanting to this is not who i am right this is not serving me mm-hmm. so yoga can help you to shed that right right and then you become more of your authentic self so i like to see it like that so this it's it's crazy like how things intertwine like so we like we went from talking about like what yoga is to the benefits of it and how you know what's going on in our society can um, yoga can actually play a part in that and sort of making life a little bit easier for you and having you understand not only the world around you but yourself a little bit more yeah you know so i find that interesting it's a re- it is a reflection of you yeah it is it is you right and i think when people realize that connection with yourself i think people are so um they're so intense or they feel like they must have like so much connection with other people that they forget to connect with themselves yeah you know and i feel like this is this is something that people can use to connect with themselves i think it's really important and i mean i'm speaking a little bit from personal experience because um i mean i don't care to put my age out there but i'm approaching 30. Uh, i just turned 29 about a couple months ago so i i kind of feel like already, and this isn't even consciously, but I just kind of feel that I'm making a shift in the way that I view things and the way that I do things. And not not only that, but also things that I allow into my space, things that I ingest, things that I, you know, listen to. I'm more aware of that. And, and it, this really has nothing to do with yoga, but it's just me connecting more with myself, doing things more for myself because I spent, you know, the, the first half of my 20s trying to create this life that I felt I had to create because of what I was led to believe when I was growing up, from things that I heard from other people, from things that I was seeing, not only from like, you know, people around me, but things, you know, in the media, you know, because I, I felt this sort of pressure, not just from that, but also what I was putting on myself that I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, finish school by this time, get a good job. Um, at that time in my early 20s, I was in a, in a serious relationship and I felt like, okay, we got married, we got to do this and all this stuff. And I was, forcing myself to create this life that I felt that I had to and um, th- that relationship ended and that sort of I guess was the first kind of push that I needed into this direction of sort of like connecting to myself and coming into my own as a woman and finding out what my purpose is and now that I feel that I'm sort of heading into my personal transition from um, you know my 20s into my 30s a new chapter in my life um, you know it's sort of I don't know, sort of creating that connection on my own, you know, but I feel like people can kind of use yoga for that same purpose. I don't know, uh, I just yeah. sort of rambled right um, now. I don't know if anything makes sense. All, all of it makes sense, actually. Um, the first thing I was thinking is that 
it's actually a reflection of the times. Like, remember I was mentioning that before? Right. Before uh, we were in Piscean, the Piscean age, mm -hmm. where we were comparing to everything externally, everything right. outside of us. We were looking for guidance and teachings mm -hmm. outside of us to make us more whole. Right. Even if that image was completely a facade, even if it was fake, even if it had nothing to do with reality, we were looking for that image to fulfill us, to even just make us feel like we're uh, better in some way, right. we're, or we're growing in some way, mm -hmm. or we're advancing in some way. But now we're in the Aquarian age that allows us to go inward, so our truth is within us. Right. It's nowhere else outside of us. Right. So you're not looking for a guru out, out of, outside of you. You're not looking for a teacher outside of you to fulfill you. You're your own teacher. Right. So the more that uh, you obtain this type of practice, you get awakened to who you really are, who you are inside, right. who is your inner teacher, and that's you. And you get more in tune with that, and that's what you can live by. Mm -hmm. So that's why, what I was mentioning before about the acceptance, just accepting who you are, because you are your own teacher. You came here on earth to learn. You're a student of right. life, exactly. right? So you're, that's the whole thing, is that you're going within so that you can learn your lesson. So everything is, everything, nothing is discarded. Right. What you mentioned that you went through in your 20s, mm -hmm. like all of that is useful, right? All of that was meant mm -hmm. for you to learn from because we're students of life, yeah. right? So that's the thing is that it's not so much about having to be what people want, perceive as being disciplined. Right. It's actually the growing of self-love and the healing that the practice, that Kundalini Yoga, right. or even yo the authentic types of yoga, I right. say, that offers you, mm -hmm. that allows you to blossom. Right. And you use that word discipline. Um, yeah, like pe people often think, at least people that I talk to that don't practice yoga or don't know anything about it, they feel that they have to be, like they, they treat it as if it's like um, all or nothing. Right. Yeah. And um, like I said, I, I consider myself a half-ass yoga practice, I don't know. Practitioner? Practitioner, sure. Um, because I just do it whenever I feel the need to do it. Or if I consciously make a decision to start my day like that or, or, or whatever. Um, I There was a time that I actually did it for 30 days straight. And that's when I actually felt the, the, the benefit of it. I actually felt better. Like I was sleeping better. I had more energy. Um, I found that I wasn't like, I wasn't so lethargic. Like I felt the benefits of it. And even... And even just like minor, it was just really minor things and just how, like I was really just listening to myself and how I was feeling and I was just like, wow, this is really, I'm gonna keep doing this. But then obviously, you know, I just sort of, I just kind of do it whenever I feel like it. But I guess what I'm trying to say to people who are listening right now, they're just like, oh, this sounds like so much and I can't do it. It's like, you really just you go at your own pace. Take one step at a time. Yeah. Like what would you, what would you suggest for somebody who's thinking about, you know, stepping into the, um, the practice of yoga any type of yoga like what would you advise them to do or what what advice would you give them so it's sort of kind of like kind of you know calms their anxieties or their you know their nerves about it there's different yoga exercises that you can do mm -hmm. that like I was mentioning the breathing techniques 
like breathing in through your nose, breathe out of your mouth, breathe in through your mouth, breathe out of your nose. It's so simple, right? But it's something that will shift you and allow you and align you quickly and easily. Yeah, these are things that you can so, just do when you're like sitting exactly. at your desk at work. Yeah. Or you're slowing down your breath and deepening your breath. Yeah. That's, you know, little, those are little steps. Um, but then you can also just start with little yoga, ex- small yoga exercises and meditations mm-hmm. that can help to make a difference. And like what you explained, when you're starting to practice it every day, you're starting to feel a build. of the practice and it's starting to work on you Mm -hmm. eventually the the whole idea of discipline is that it grows with the love of yourself right so the more that you're like okay this is working i feel good like this is actually benefiting me you're gonna want to keep doing it more and more and more and that's where discipline comes from so it's not like i have to have this discipline this is right away right away yeah your discipline will grow more with your love of what you're doing because of what it's doing for you right so i know you mentioned your uh, yoga activist school i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that and how people can get involved where they can uh contact you or well we have yoga activist teacher training again in june and um it's training for sometimes uh, i notice a lot of youth workers will want different they already work with their their group or their youth to give like little meditation sessions or breathing sessions here and there when they're working with their youth so um i think that this would the training is really beneficial for when they want to take um, little parts of kundalini yoga and integrate it in their programming so it's really good for that um it's also good for um this training is also good for people that want to teach yoga to women because there's a wealth of yoga practices Mm -hmm. and uh, breathing techniques and even spirituality in kundalini yoga just for women right so um, this is really beneficial to bringing yoga to women and then i also included communities of color because like what we were explaining before there's not enough diversity and it needs to be getting to our communities this type, yoga needs to come back to our communities mm-hmm. so um i also have yoga that's specific for us um, and it's not changing anything right it's just that there's specific meditations and yoga techniques and practices that would benefit us. There's one. There's meditations for ancestral healing. Right. There's uh, meditations that heal and yoga exercises that heal energy centers that we tend to be um, have challenges with, or maybe energy centers that are blocked because of similar things right. that we deal with in our community, like op- certain things like oppression, right. yeah. or even when you go back, like just slavery or ans- anything ancestrally that we deal with now because we carry it right right so um we can use that as a healing tool specifically for um what communities of color have went through Mm -hmm. so um the next training like i said is in june okay and it's a five-month training and how can how can people sign up for that um i have uh it on my website okay so siriaftaryoga.com okay 
they can get information about signing up for the program there. And um, yeah, a lot of people believe too, it's, it's okay for beginners to join as well. So you don't have to be completely advanced. Okay, well that's to, good to know. To, yeah, yeah. To, to sign up. But it's even something, even if you want it for your own personal journey, because I found that um, I've been doing this since 2015, the yoga activist teacher training. And I found that um, it really has benefited the yoga activist students on their personal journey, right? Just as much as it's benefited them to become certified so that they can right. teach, right? So it has like that, like a dual purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So um, people have grown substantially from like the beginning to the end, right? And we we'll talk about, you know, we'll realize how as a group how much similarities we have mm-hmm. like that's what i was mentioning with the collective consciousness right, yeah. sometimes we're just like wow i didn't realize so many people have have struggled with the same thing that i struggle with so even it becomes like a little family right you know where we can actually um work with each other on a healing journey and um you can have your own personal growth mm-hmm. with yoga and then also because that's the whole strength of becoming a teacher anyways right like a master teacher is really a master student so you have to you have to start with your own practice you have to start with yourself anyways Mm -hmm. so it works on both levels right works with you personally and it also will help you to bring it out to the community so you can benefit others too and that's important because i think people we as humans we tend to kind of seclude ourselves into little bubbles yeah uh you know like you said the you know uh you realize that people around you are going through similar things and that's the thing we're not so different we right. may look different on the outside very but, much the same very but much. we are all dealing with the same problems the same frustrations the same disappointments the same successes you know we're all doing it the the the, the details of it may be different but you know, the generalization, generalization is the same. I mean, we're or all the struggling. chapters might be different. Like someone's in a different chapter right. in their life, but they've been through it. Right. Or right. they're going through it. Exactly. Yeah. People look at people outwardly and they just see the differences and they just assume that, oh, you know, they don't understand what I'm going through. Right. But I mean, yeah, no, that that collective, that collective, that unity, that community, it's very, very important. Not the, just uh, for a personal level as well, because you, you get to reach out and, you know, meet other people and see that they're kind of, going through the similar things as you are and you sort of can get a different perspective you know because um what for example when you're i don't know like when you're working on a painting you know you're sitting there for hours and you're staring at this canvas for so long that you everything just tends to jumble up for you but then if you have a new set of eyes come and take a look they're able to give you a different perspective which i think is it's important that people need to open themselves up to well, especially um, with our communities and communities of color, there's issues of there's issues of trust. Yeah, big time. Yeah, um, or we're always or you know that term that crab in the bucket mentality. You know, right. we're, all, we're all trying to get Crabs to the top. Yeah. yeah, we're all Absolutely. trying to get to the top, but we're renting. You know, we're willing to step over other people just to get there. You know what I mean? Instead of linking together to help us get to the top collectively, we're all just sort of trying to outshine one another. Which I think, I feel like it's, it's, I don't think it's so much so now with the younger generations coming, coming up, at least I'd like to think that's not an issue, but um, definitely some self-inflicted com- competitiveness within our community. Right. And the, the thing is too, that it works with, 
yoga works with you where you are in the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the thing as well. You can be going through severe depression and it works with you in that moment. You could have uh, escaped uh, an abusive relationship and it works with you in that moment. In the healing. In the healing. Yeah. You don't have, you can be what would be considered as broken mm -hmm. and it still works for you and with you. Right. So a lot of people have this perception, I have to be in this perfect place and as a perfect person to um, to be a yogi, yeah. to let yoga work for me. But it's, it's really so much about just yoga. This is so um, human. Exactly. It's, it's, very, it's, it's natural. natural. Yeah, it's, it's very natural. natural. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an organic part of our being. But I guess that separation, you know, that um, that we have done over time, I guess we'll see the Western society that we've done separating ourselves, like you said, with um, separating the yoga from the spiritual aspects of it and just purely focusing on the physical. And I think that our society is so um, obsessed with aesthetics. You know about the way things look right versus how things make you feel and it helps you to remove that mask yeah it helps you to shed all of that I personally feel that we need to shed that whole ideal and just connect with how you feel like I know for me in um, in the last few years I've been really like listening to how I feel how things make me feel in general and then that's how I would proceed you know um, I think a lot of people need to get to that, to that level. And I mean, for those of you listening, we're not trying to convert you or trying to change your mind, but we're just trying to, you know, create some awareness and kind of give you, enlighten you guys on the importance of connecting with oneself, whether it's through yoga or whatever may work for you. Right. Um, it's, just, it's, not, it's just not um, about feeling like you have to take on a particular image or wear a certain mask. For any purpose, right? That doesn't serve you, mm -hmm. and it's about more about turning inward, just to be authentic to yourself, yeah. and to connect with yourself, right? To just be who you really are. Like we have a chant in Kundalini Yoga that's called that's uh, it's Sat Na, mm -hmm. and that means simply means I am truth, oh. or truth is my identity, mm -hmm. and that means everything, right. really. When it comes to living in life, it just means you, you're being who you are, or you're connecting to who your true self is, and you're living your life according to that. Right. And see, just for this episode alone, you know, uh, we were able to make so many connections um, to everyday things that we as just normal human beings encounter, and just how yoga can kind of seamlessly fit into that. So... I mean, if this if this episode, this conversation alone wasn't an example enough to you know kind of change some perceptions about you know connecting with yourself on a spiritual level without having that hippie connotation like attached to it, right? You know, I think or I think, even sometimes they try to change the trajectory of it too and right. make it even fit into modern times, like mm -hmm. doing trap yoga, <laughs> you know, like yoga to I don't know Kendrick Lamar or whatever, yeah, you know, like. I feel like it's unnecessary because then it's serving our ego. Like our ego is like, okay, well, how is my personality going to match this yoga practice? But right. really, the practice has sustained itself for thousands of years. So that speaks 
within itself mm -hmm. that it works exactly in every single exactly time in every single age so it is for us and we don't have to change it we don't have to do yoga for dogs for it to feel authentic <laughs> to us we don't have to do drink beer while we're doing yoga for it yeah. to work for us you know we we can practice this mm -hmm. and it serve us right as it exactly. is yeah yeah i mean we can get into a whole other conversation about um you know about uh when it comes to natural medicines and remedies and things like that and why it's not so much pushed forward in our society but that's like that'll be oh, yeah, another, another hour an hour another podcast <laughs> yeah no but i want to thank Episode. you for taking, taking the time and sitting with, with me and talking a little bit about what you do and enlightening me about this um, specific brand of, of yoga and also hopefully um our listeners were able to learn something and take away something from this um yeah, I, I like to step away from the whole pop culture aspect of the show sometimes to really kind of connect on a human level because I, on a personal level, I I, I, I think about these things a lot and I try to incorporate it in my day to day. So I like to kind of share that knowledge with others as well. So hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, you're welcome to come back on the show anytime. Thank you. Um, I want you to plug yourself at this time so people want to follow you on social media or on your website. Just tell them where they can find you. Okay, you can find me on Instagram with the handle Yoga Activist School. I'm on Facebook as Siri Avtar Yoga, and my website is www.siriavtaryoga.com. Cool. And as always, you know where to find us at Speakerbox Radio. We're on Instagram at Speakerbox Radio. Um, and you can follow my personal page as well, kdominique underscore. So that's K-D-O-M-I-N-Q-U-E underscore. And uh, yeah, you can follow us on SoundCloud as well. That's where you'll find all of our episodes. I say this at the end of every episode, but... Know, repetitiveness that's how you get it sticking people's brains <laughs> but yeah um until next time uh keep it real <laughs>